0: Do you hear that? Um There's something stampeding this way. <laughs> <laughs> oh god.
1: It's, it's the Tricera hops!
0: Hello, e? welcome to Cracking One <laughs> Open with Mike and Elise. On this episode, we're drinking some tricera hops. Yeah, we are. They didn't think they could be done. But I got I'll take point on this. This beer was found okay. in amber. Uh, from oh a frozen god. tree uh, over 65 million years ago, <sighs> and uh, what happened was Reverie is the brewery, I believe. Correct. Yes. Uh, they extracted this amber, uh, drilled into it, extracted the beer from the amber, and mm-hmm. cloned their mm-hmm. own hop. <sniffs> and that's what we're drinking. That that pretty much sums it up, right?
1: Yeah, it's a very right, interesting theory. Let's go to our tasting notes. Oh You're my welcome. god, <laughs> <laughs> you crazy! <sighs> hey. So yes, as Mike mentioned, this week we are cracking open Tricera Hops, which is a New England IPA from Reverie Brewing Company, which is located in Newtown, Connecticut. Um, So according to Reverie's website, what started as quietly thinking about relaxing at the end of the day with an IPA quickly flourished from pining over the success of other craft breweries to the reality of creating floor plans and refining craft beer recipes reverie brewing company's vision is to create and promote high quality great tasting beer for beer lovers to enjoy we strive to be a positive and honest partner to the beer community and to brew craft beers with integrity while focusing on sustainability And the name Reverie was inspired quite literally by the founder's dreams of leaving their day jobs to start a brewery. Sound familiar? (laughs) (laughs) Head brewer and co-founder Frank Lockwood says, quote, the word itself means to dream or be lost in your thoughts. So not only is it a great connection for what we are trying to achieve, but I think the whole point of having a beer is to relax and enjoy friends or even just to think about the qualities of that beer. So the name really allows you to connect the beer to the term. So far, all of our recipes are a way of getting lost in your thought or about someone else's dream or a daydream or different dreamers that have been in the past. We take a lot of license from that to influence what we're putting into our beer, end quote. And I'll leave the rest of this up to you later. But when it comes to the can description, um, you can really tell that they put a lot of thought into their brews. (laughs) (laughs) So let's get down to the beer. It was released in honor of their three year anniversary. And Reverie says that the hops used in Tricera hops give it. Oh, I get it. Try three year anniversary.
0: Oh, Tricera,
1: I get it. Wait,
0: are you saying this beer wasn't found in Amber and then the DNA extracted?
1: Well, I just made that connection.
0: Oh, so it still so, it still was found in Amber and the DNA extracted.
1: Yes, obviously.
0: Okay, good. <laughs> Freaking liar.
1: The the hops used in Tricera hops give it flavors of melon, guava, apricot, and citrus. The beer was heavy-handed with flaked oats and wheat, providing a smoother mouthfeel to complement the flavor profiles. And Tricera hops clocks in at 6.3 ABV and is brewed with Medusa, Gemini, and Cashmere hops. So that's Ooh. not one, but two new hops for us. I like it. All right. So Medusa is an aroma hop that is unlike anything you've encountered before. Native to Colorado and New Mexico, Humulus neo Leplu- neomexicanus Whoa. is an entirely <laughs> different species from its European cousin, Humulus lupulus lepulis. I'm proud of you. These what? words are
0: ridiculous. Oh.
1: <laughs> it, it's their... There are apparently several different varieties of Neo-Mexicanus being developed and bred for health, chemistry, pest resistance, and drought tolerance, among other things. Medusa, also sometimes referred to as the multi-head hop. Oh, I get it. (laughs) Is typically used in late-boil additions, including dry hopping. It delivers a strong flavor and aroma characteristics of intense guava, melon, apricot, and citrus fruit, much like what they had described. So,
0: Medusa is going to be the thing that takes over this beer. I think so. Okay.
1: It also has intense lemon lime flavors with subtle alfalfa and peach flavors.
0: This is not the first time that you've listed alfalfa as a flavor, I don't think. Is it? I think this, there was another hop that also had alfalfa as a flavor profile.
1: I don't know. That's a out weird to me. one, but it is a weird one. Um, so, it's like
0: vegetal, I imagine. Yeah. Like lightly vegetable.
1: Yeah. I really. I wouldn't be able to tell you what alfalfa tastes like. Like alfalfa sprouts. Just tastes like you're eating a random plant. Yeah, greenery. (laughs) It's commonly used in IPAs, American Pale Ales, wheats, lagers, fruit beers, and Belgian styles. Gemini hops are a dual-purpose hop that can be used in all hop additions throughout the brewing process. It's quickly becoming a quote-unquote powerhouse hop offering endless opportunities to enhance and expand the flavor profile of a brew. This sounds very like, yeah, there's not a lot about Gemini hops online, but what there is, is very like an ad for Gemini hops.
0: Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) It's a powerhouse hop. You're going to see it everywhere. If you don't get it now, you're missing out.
1: I mean, to be fair the websites that did sell it, where I was looking at it were sold out.
0: That's new. Everybody wants to buy it and try it.
1: Um, it is noted for its aromas of honeydew, strawberry, mandarin, eucalyptus, rosemary, and fruit cocktail. Whatever that means.
0: I want something with just this hop.
1: <laughs> and finally, cashmere hops were developed by Washington State University and released in 2013. They're the result of a marriage of Cascade and Northern Brewer. Cashmere is a good dual-purpose hop with even higher alpha acids than that of its parents' Cascade. Cashmere showcases flavors of lemon, lime, and melon. It has an herbal aroma and provides a smooth bitterness to the brew. Although an editor for Draft magazine went to a hop tasting featuring Cashmere and he had this to say, quote, this was a most unusual hop and definitely a crowd favorite. Tropical coconut, peach and tangerine filled out the aroma while a similar flavor profile paired coconut, melon, tangerine and lemongrass.
0: I'm going to be honest right here. Yeah. Can I be honest with you? Sure. Going to be honest with you. Yeah. Medusa sounds like the most boring hop in this thing and it's taking over the whole can. We'll see. <laughs> I kind of want a pure Gemini can and a pure cashmere can.
1: I would do want to try Medusa on its own as well. Like if they if they if there's a beer that exists where it's like just single hopped with all of these. Oh yeah.
0: That'd be awesome. But Medusa's got a lot of the notes that we've already had before in beers.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I was just excited because we haven't done it before. Oh, absolutely. And I mean cashmere is kind of like low key, I guess, one of my favorites. Because that tropical coconut really does come through in the very few we've I think we've had it two other times. I thought we only had like once. Okay. And I I think two Rose uses it more frequent, not a lot, but like more frequently than we have had on the podcast. Okay.
0: I don't not believe that.
1: (laughs) So, yeah, that's what I got.
0: Sweet. It's time. (laughs) To open
1: triceraps. Yes. Oh, that was a good crack. I could feel it. Ooh. Oh, hello. I I smell coconut. Yes, I do. Ooh, what a beautiful color. It's a very nice, like straw slash golden yellow. Mm -hmm, I mm -hmm. I poured mine a little too fast, so I got a little bit more of a head, but it's very nicely carbonated. Got a a nice lacy head. Holy bubbles. Yeah, very carbonated. But yes, very tropical off the top.
0: Yeah, when it's out of the can, I don't get as much coconut.
1: I still, yeah, I definitely still get coconut, but I'm also getting more melon.
0: Yep, melon and pineapple is mostly what I'm getting right now. Yep, The coconut kind of went away after the can was opened.
1: Hopefully, it's still there in the the taste. We'll find out. Yeah. Cheers. Cheers. Oh, that's interesting.
0: I got kind of like bubble um, gum, but not like bubble gum. Like the grocery mm. store gum. What? It's like the gum balls that you used to get at the grocery store. They're like hollow inside, and they were. Oh white. my
1: god! Okay, hold on.
0: And then that led way into actually like apple
1: peel okay I slightly get what you're getting at with the gumball because I think it's so tropical but also bitter right off the top so it's almost like you're getting the bitterness of the, the shell the, the shell of the gumball like the candy coating mm-hmm. and then the sweetness that's inside but you're crazy about the apple peel <laughs>
0: The apple peel like ended. It was just so much fruit at once. I my brain just was like, I guess maybe apple peel. I, I don't fucking know. It's just throwing shit uh, out at you. it's a lot of fruit, man. Just say apple peel.
1: <laughs> but yeah, that gu- damn like core memory unlocked.
0: Yep, that's absolutely what it was. I still get it on the next sip. I still get it. Like holy crap, that brings me back to those gumballs.
1: Wow.
0: That's crazy. I I used to have those gumballs every time I went grocery shopping. My parents said, give me a quarter to get one of the uh, big gumballs. Yeah. I always liked the eyeballs, although the eyeballs, they stopped getting pretty quick off the bat. Yeah. And then the watermelons were always really fun, too.
1: I remember getting them occasionally, just not like all the time.
0: I loved it all all the time. All All the the time. All the time. But you were always probably like way more well behaved. And like I needed like. Some kind of incentive. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I think at the grocery store, I was I also didn't okay.
1: usually go grocery shopping with my parents. Like, sometimes I did, but I feel like I didn't go as often as as you did.
0: Yeah, I went grocery shopping with them all the time. Otherwise, how do you know what cool cereals you want to get?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I'm still getting apple peel on the end, though. It's just so much at once. It's not apple peel in the same way that...
1: It's not like, um... Like
0: the hop devil,
1: a hop or devil, or apple peel, I other guess. beers
0: where I've said apple peel. Yeah, it's it's yeah. definitely like apple peel, but it's like there's still some apple left on that peel.
1: I don't know. I mean, it is very fruity, but I feel like I'm getting more coconut, pineapple, melon and a little bit. I, I can't decide whether it's, it's pe- the peach or apricot.
0: It's probably the melon that's giving me the apple peel. Maybe. I'm actually not getting much apricot at all, which I, I'm fine with because apricot's such a overused. Overused, yeah. Note. I was really more excited about the coconut to begin with.
1: Mm-hmm. I'm always excited about coconut. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so I thought that was a nice addition. It's definitely in there. If you really try to pick apart that apple peel flavor, mm-hmm. the pineapple is obviously in there as well. I think I get the melon is what really is making that, rounding it out is like apple or apple peel.
1: Okay. Yeah. Because
0: plain melon just kind of tastes like. Apple peel or rind and stuff like that.
1: Yeah. Uh, I really don't want to taste rind, though. It's so bitter and dry.
0: Mm. Well, like when you're eating watermelon and you've gone just a little too far into the Mm -hmm. white, that's what melon tastes like. It's why I'm not a huge fan when like there's an overuse of melon in a fruit salad and stuff. Mm -hmm. When I go to like when we go to like weddings and stuff like that and they have the fruit salad. Yeah. It's like I always have to look at it and go, hmm, when you get a fruit cup and it's like all melon. I'm just like. Uh it just tastes like the white part of the watermelon
1: <laughs> yeah my whenever i end up getting like a fruit salad at a restaurant or like as a side i'm very disappointed when it comes out and it's like all honeydew exactly I'm like i want i want watermelon cantaloupe strawberry and blueberry that's yeah. it
0: and you, you only get and the honeydew. No
1: cottage cheese fuck cottage cheese and a fruit <laughs> salad
0: it's just like when you don't get donuts and you go, just make me a mixed 12 pack or a mixed munchkins. Mm-hmm. And they're all the classic flavor. Yeah. No one wants the classic flavor, bro. Honeydew melons are the classic flavor of melons. <laughs> no one wants that shit. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I like a classic donut.
0: If you're dipping <laughs> it in coffee, other than that, a classic donut can go screw.
1: Well, okay. So to be fair... I'm not a huge fan of. Well, Dunkin' Donuts gives me heartburn. It's one of the few things in this world that gives me heartburn, which makes me sad.
0: Everything gives me heartburn. <laughs> Dunkin' but, Donuts actually not that badly, but which is
1: surprising.
0: I mean, I'm not saying it doesn't give me heartburn because water <laughs> gives me heartburn,
1: literally. But when it comes to like Ontemans, when you get that when you get that long pack and it has the the classic style the chocolate dip style and the powdered donut. I like those classic ones.
0: Those classics are okay. They're very definitely moist. Definitely better than Dunkin'. They're definitely moist and they actually kind of have a flavor. Yeah. But I think that's because they've been in a box with the other two flavors for so long.
1: <laughs> They're just absorbing flavor by osmosis. Yeah. Plus you're eating, <laughs> you're eating that
0: while you're eating the chocolate and the powdered donut. So you already have stuff in your mouth usually. Unless you're some kind of psychopath. You save the classics for the next day and then eat the classics and go, yes. Best for last. (laughs) (laughs) Then you're just crazy. (laughs) As it's cooling, or as it's
1: coming to room temperature,
0: temperature, I'm losing some of that gumballness though. Yeah. But I'm not sure what flavor is replacing it.
1: Can I be gross for a second? Yeah, I guess. Um, I just burped a little bit and I tried to hide it from the microphone, obviously, and I'm getting some of those kind of like herbaceous notes as I burp. So they're there. They're present. Now I'm going to have to burp and try it out. (laughs) I hate that there's some notes that you can only taste on the way back up. Thanks for the sound effect there. It
0: was a little herby. It was a little herby. I was really hoping for a louder burp, but I honestly don't have that much carbonation in me trying to pick out like what's taking over now on the front end Mm -hmm. but i want to say that it's just the like uh, an extended version of the flavors from the end of the honeydew melon yeah
1: i feel like it really hasn't changed that much
0: you just lose whatever that first punch was Mm -hmm. i don't know if i'm getting guava
1: no if i do it's very it's very subtle guava is a very subtle flavor to begin with Mm -hmm. It gets lost. Like, really, the only time I've truly been able to appreciate guava is that uh, kombucha that we got. The
0: guava kombucha. The guava,
1: yeah. I think... And there was one other beer that we featured on this podcast where it was like, wow.
0: There was a guava beer on the podcast and a guava sour from Two Roads.
1: Was that one of the tanker truck was guava?
0: It was one of the mystery flavors.
1: Oh, right. I forgot about that. Okay, so, yeah, so it wasn't a mainstay.
0: Plus, I've actually had guava before.
1: It's actually oh, pretty good. I have not.
0: It's nice. What's the percentage on this?
1: 6.3, I believe. Yeah.
0: We'll check there. Seems about what it is. Yes, 6.3. Although, if you told me it was like 6.87, I'd believe you.
1: Eh. It really doesn't feel like that much to me i I would honestly believe you if you told me it was like five point eight or like no, six
0: this has a little bit of a sting to it, a little bit of a kick.
1: if you say so,
0: I do say so. <laughs> I do say so What's gonna be weird is when I finish this off with a pumpkin beer later.
1: <laughs> Did you put them in the fridge yet? No. Yeah, but I will. And by pumpkin beer, (laughs) audience, he obviously means a Rosemary's Baby from Two Roads.
0: Hell yeah! (laughs) But I could have met a shipyard or a pumpkin. I have not seen the pumpkin yet.
1: I have not seen pumpkin yet. Shipyard is all over the place. I actually saw the shipyard seltzer before I saw the shipyard beer itself, like a couple weeks ago. Yeah. Um, I liked
0: the shipyard seltzer. I don't know if I could do it. It was pretty good. It was good.
1: I like. I would bring it to a party.
0: Yeah, it's actually kind of nice for like. uh, Hey, it's summertime, but it's not summertime party. Yeah, because as it gets darker and it's cooling off, Mm -hmm. it would be. It would still feel appropriate. Yep. Next year, when we have our creepy tiki deck, we can have those next year. So yeah, I finished. Oh, I didn't finish the beer because my
1: cup is. Oh shit! My
0: glass is bigger. Oh my god! I almost lied to everyone. Oh, there's like nothing left.
1: Yeah, I I poured mine out just to be safe in case there was any sediment, which there was not.
0: Nope, no sediment, which I'm glad about because I'm done with sediment. So over sediment.
1: You've mentioned that like.
0: I know so many times (laughs) on the cast. Sorry, this is still the season of no sediment. This is still the year of no sediment. That's fair. So, you know, we're only in uh, September. I still have three more months of no sediment. God.
1: (laughs) How is it September?
0: (laughs) I don't know. Last time I remember this being the year of no sediment, and it was like February. Literally. <laughs> but we're still in the year of no sediment. Oh my
1: God. Anyway, why don't you talk about the can? Because there's a...
0: So the can, dear readers,
1: mm-hmm.
0: is one of the world's most ferocious beasts who roamed over 100 million years ago. I'm, of course, talking about the triceratops. <laughs> A fearsome beast who looks like she's right out of land before time. (laughs) Literally. (laughs) And she's just looking you right in the face. And She's adorable. Uh, And on her triceratops horns are hops. But they're almost like a different art style. So they almost look like photos of hops. Yeah. Instead. And they've got little shadows to them. Mm -hmm. So it almost looks very much like a kid's art project kind of a thing that you would see back in the day. It's really, really cute.
1: What was the Triceratops name in Land Before Time?
0: I don't remember anybody's names. You oh said God. somebody's name the other day, and I was shocked. By God. Ducky. That I remembered, yeah.
1: Oh, my God. The Triceratops from Land Before Time was um, Simmy's favorite character in the series. I'm a terrible person for not knowing, because they were absolutely obsessed with it back in the day.
0: I'm on it. I'm on it. Oh, you're going to be really mad at yourself. Are you ready? It's Sarah. (laughs) Ah!
1: Damn it! (laughs) I'm so mad right now.
0: Ridiculous. This particular Sarah is actually the same color, almost as Sarah, but like toned down, like this beige color. Mm -hmm. Sarah is orange. And there is like a more peach color actually behind her and uh, in like a little bubble. And then the rest of the can is like a nice beige on the left-hand side of the can. This is a tall boy, by the way, with a glued-on label. Mm -hmm. So on the left side of the label, you've got Reverie, which is a nice kind of like it goes down and up, kind of like a wave, the logo. But it's a nice blocky font, which I always like. And the bottom is a keg, but it's upside down, which is weird. But that's cool, I guess. (laughs) Uh, Like a tapped keg. And it's Reverie Brewing Co., in case you were wondering, since
1: I feel like that's just part of their logo is the sideways keg and the whole logo is oh, just yeah. sideways. Yeah, I think it's just flipped over. Yeah. yeah.
0: But even then, then the keg's upside down. It
1: just looks, yeah.
0: <laughs> no matter what, the keg is never right side up unless Reverie's going down the wall.
1: Yeah. Uh, and that would be awkward if it was going the other way.
0: Triceratops is on the top in smaller font. Like they just want you to really focus on the Triceratops, which is fine. Because honestly, that's what's catching your eye. One pint, 16 fluid ounces, 6.3 alcohol volume. On the very right side of the can, there's a little state of Connecticut with a little dot where they are. Brewed and canned at Reverie Brewing Company in Newtown, Connecticut, 578 Churchill Road. And reveriebrewing.com, don't quit your daydream. Have I been to Reverie? I've been to Reverie.
1: Have you? I'd be a little jealous. I was going to say it's in Newtown. So it's close to where you do your other
0: Where I record Forgotten Cinema with my buddy Mike Field, Where we talk about forgotten films. So I'll get into it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've been to Reverie a few times. I've told you I've been to Reverie with the Loud Dogs. Reverie is awesome. That's where I had the, that's where I got the amazing Hell's Lager that you didn't like with the blueberry.
1: The blueberry. I don't remember that.
0: I have, we, upstairs we have, I bought the whole, uh growler of it. And you didn't like it when we were redoing the apartment upstairs?
1: Oh, oh, damn. That was Reverie? That
0: was Reverie. <laughs> that's right. You didn't like it. Oh, shit. Although I Reverie loved were it. Were they also
1: the ones that did the self-serve pizza? Pe- or not the self-serve but the, the in-house pizza? Or was that... Um,
0: no, that's a new asylum.
1: Asylum. Yeah, new asylum.
0: But no, I have been to Reverie. I didn't even think about it. Of course, I've been to Reverie like three times now. Damn, dog. Reverie's awesome. I don't know how it is going to be when it's colder because they can't put people outside and their brewery is... Tiny. Their tap room. It's not tiny. It's just not... The amount of people they bring in, it's always hard to find parking, but they have a large outside area. So I don't know what they do when it's Mm wintertime. Maybe they do tents with um, the heaters and stuff. Yeah. So maybe they do that to offset it. That'd be cool. But yeah, Reverie's really nice and their flavors are always really interesting and different.
1: Yeah. Like I said at the top, like I, so a lot of what I was saying at the beginning was like direct quotes from some of their like videos that are on their website, because like I said, there's not a lot of information on it. Right. So that you can tell that they really like, they're very thoughtful when they're, they're brewing these things and what they, they put into it, which I appreciate.
0: Uh, another great thing about Reverie mm-hmm. is how dog friendly they are. Oh. You go in, you can have dogs inside and outside.
1: What?
0: And they even have dog bowls all along where the bar is. So you can pick up the dog bowls and fill them with water and bring oh, them to your
1: dog. Oh, I love that. And they have a
0: brewery dog as well. Or at least the owner has a dog that comes with a brewery a lot. Yeah. <laughs> so I really like that. And you can get your dog Reverie themed merchandise, I think, as well. It ch- I think they have Should be that way in all breweries. Stuff. They should. You drink a beer. What do guys like better than beers and their dog? Man's best friend.
1: It's true. Doesn't go better than that.
0: Anyway, I'm sure you want me to read this ridiculous thing because that's what you That's why I for. left it
1: to you because I feel like you would enjoy reading it more, than. Oof.
0: This looks fun, but I'm going to butcher the crap out of it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> India Pale. So, in
0: between Tricera Hops and the right side, there is a long write up, and I shall begin to read India Pale Ale. Humulus lupulus herbivorous. <laughs> nice. Casmoracene ceratopsid, or more commonly referred to as Tricerahops, roamed this land some 83.5 to 66 million years ago in the Laurasia region. Triceratops was sought after by many other dinosaurs of its time for the delicious aroma wafting from the three dominant horns on their skull. It is thought that Tyrannosaurus rex would often hunt the creature down by the half-dozen and bring them to potential mate as a sign of romantic intentions. In this can, you'll find three hops that best represent what we believe to be the aromas and flavors oft sought by so many ancient lizard friends. Medusa, Gemini, and Cashmere hops. Keep cold. Drink fresh referee i'm just kidding it doesn't say referee at the bottom i just added that <laughs> that is a pretty fun write-up
1: right i thought you'd enjoy it
0: so yeah i mean i'm done with the beer
1: so am i empty mug club
0: empty mug club it was delicious the flavors were interesting it definitely wasn't your standard off the shelf yeah, ipa it's not
1: your typical new england ipa it's not like like Seeing that it was a New England IPA, I'm always like, like, I feel like I know what to expect from it, but this kind of defied the, the norm, which I appreciate.
0: Oh, for sure. For sure.
1: So is that all you got?
0: That's all I got. Nice. Other than like, I guess, happy three year anniversary, referee.
1: Yeah. Well, I think this was also released a couple of months ago. So happy belated three months, <laughs> three, hey. three year anniversary. Yeah. So thank you guys for tuning into this week's episode. And if you enjoyed it, please rate it, review it, share it with your friends, and subscribe to catch our future episodes. You can find us on crackinoneopen.com or Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. You can also follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at crackin1open or shoot us an email at kraken1open at gmail.com with any comments, questions, or suggestions, because we always want to hear from you. Yes, we do. <laughs> and what else you got to plug?
0: Well, I've got another podcast to do called Forgotten Cinema, a podcast to do with my buddy Mike Field, where we talk about films that seem to be forgotten by audiences, whether it be because a more popular movie was released at the same time, or the film simply didn't catch on with an audience in its initial run. We'll discuss what we love about the movie, maybe we don't love about it, but we always recommend you revisit it. You never know, you might find your own forgotten gem. <gasps> and then I've got a couple YouTube channels. I've got Ambient Frontier. Check it out. Uh, I've only got one video up so far. I'm working on a second one and then like three other live ones. Basically, they're just ambient videos. You put them on the background like you're on a tropical beach, a New England beach. I'm doing a haunted mansion, one I'm working on right now. So it's you like did. it's going to like spooks on in the background. If you want to have like some Halloween theme while you're putting it's up decorations season, or even yo. having a party, go put that on. And then I've got the Sislac Plays, which is kind of a YouTube spinoff of two player bros. But there were too many two player bros on YouTube, so I couldn't use my old podcast name where uh, I play video games. Right now, it's just YouTube shorts. The regular shows will go in, in a second. But uh, check out the shorts. They're just video game clips, like little fun clips with contests. They always almost have contest links on the bottom for you to win something if you sign up uh, your email at the contest and stuff like that. So check that out. And I've got my audiobooks from Audible. Michael Butler, look me up, listen to my samples. Buy those books. I don't make money on them if you don't buy them. And that's what I got.
1: Well, then a special thanks for our theme, which was composed and performed by Joe Reichert. Until next time. Cheers. Cheers. <laughs> 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 Attention Nerdy nights! join Flo, Anders, and me, Colleen, at the well-rounded table for Bohemian Geek Studies, where we take extremely dorky dives into our favorite fandoms. From that Star Wars galaxy far, far away to outlander Scottish Highlands, we consume it all. Listen along with us each week as we explore the stories that mean so much to us. Bohemian Geek Studies is available wherever you get your podcasts and is proudly part of the Forgotten Entertainment family.